Hello, welcome to 12 Questions. <laughs> uh, it's just Anna right now, and I am in the car. We're driving to Arizona to do a roast of America. Uh, very strange. Uh, I have with me, uh, how would you like to identify yourself, sir? Oh, uh, I mean, Frank Castillo is fine. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I identify cool, cool. myself as a Mexican-American man. Uh, okay, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, this is usually, this is, it, okay, so this podcast is 12 Questions from a Recovery Perspective, which is going to be fun because you are reportedly high as shit right now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> More than usual. More than usual. And we've had, like, rousing, fun conversations and uh, shared some peanuts and shared some things. So I figured we should just like fucking get into this. Yeah. We should do it. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever listened to the podcast before? No. I don't think so. I don't think I have. You, it would be. I've a- had it explained to me though. You've had, oh, just now. No, uh, Jay explained it to me. Oh, that's sweet. Okay. Jay's done it twice. Mm-hmm. Jay is your brother from another mother? He is. He is my brother from another. He's also in my uh, wedding party. Oh, is he your best man? No, my father's my best man. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah. I, Wait, I told that... him and he cried. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty great. Oh, my gosh. He was also drunk when I asked him. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Is your So how are you and your, your, your dad, like, doing good? Oh, yeah, we're really good. You're really good? Yeah, yeah, I I just worry about him sometimes because he's always been, like, a big drinker. Yeah. And now it's like, he used to drink because he was, like, sad. Now he just drinks because he's in, like, permanent celebratory mode. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, a party. Yeah, because both of his kids are out of the house, and, like, you know, he just has his job, and, like, you know, when he comes to Los Angeles, he just parties, and, you know, then he just hangs out at home. I used to drink because it was Tuesday. That's, like, the joke. Yeah. That's yeah. what they used to say. to be like, I drink for a lot of things. Celebration, sadness, Tuesday. <laughs> just uh, really anything. So, that's that's fantastic. What, um, what would you say, because you're a pretty sweet, lovely person. You just shared with me a gorgeous story of your... Uh, your lovely significant other fainting and how what a sweetheart you were about it. <laughs> like, what would you say your like your journey has been so far? Because you've you definitely I've seen you since I've known you. I've seen you grow a bunch mm. of bunch of ways. Um, the journey is in like comedy or just in life? Just yeah, as a human. Um, Believe it or not, there's stuff outside of comedy. I know, right? <laughs> uh, I think since starting stand up when I was 21 yeah I feel like a lot of things have changed and it's all been for the better but I do feel like my the anxiety I have and like the things I worry about that never changes and it's crazy in the sense that it's like I could be having like the best I could be living like like right now I'm living my dream I'm like living the best life ever like hanging out with you in the car eating peanuts (laughs) driving to Arizona for a one night show yeah. in a ballroom is like I could never have dreamed of being able to do shit like that you know what I mean like right. to not have to worry about this is our job yeah this is yeah. like this is amazing like it's so hard to complain about this yeah. yet I find myself complaining about it sometimes mm-hmm. in a sense that it's like I need to be more appreciative of this like I don't get to put on an apron every day and I, f- ha- I forget that constantly have you ever had a job ass job with like uh, a 401k and shit that's all I've had okay I've what were all those like I uh, they were terrible, but like it, like <laughs> like ex- learning experiences I had to have. Yeah. Like I worked, I've worked since I was like sixteen. Okay. Like I worked in a Zoomies. I worked at a um, 
I worked at uh, a lot of restaurants. I worked in like a, a, a seafood restaurant. I worked in like uh, a bar uh, that served like all different kinds of beer, which was like the best place to ever work at. And then I worked at a casino for a big long time. I don't think I ever told you this. I um, when I I worked, I started stand up at this casino, and I was working at the restaurant. What was the casino? Petronga. Oh, wow. Yeah, and one of the guys uh, that basically social media was like a new thing that was starting, you know? And yeah. he, it was basically his job to run all the social media. Well, his name is Ryan. We met at Pachanga, and then he met me doing the open mics. And his, like, every year they would do this uh, outside summer concert series where they would, like, the two people that run the social media would go out and like present awards and like right. give away free shit. And then like, they'd also shoot like videos and stuff. Um, they're all very terrible and very like non fun at all. And, um, my friend, he ended up, his friend or his coworker ended up dropping out and was like, yo, I can't believe I'm going to call you and ask you this, but can you host this with me? So I got, to, so me and him hosted for Daughtry uh, and like oh, wow. basically just handed free shit out. It wasn't like, you know, we got to, and we yeah. got to introduce the band. That was the first time I ever got to be in front of like thousands of people. And then I was like, oh, yo, I got to do this all the time. And then, um, I, we started working together and I got to write like sketches and stuff, all this for their YouTube channels. And then he got a job offer in Los Angeles and he was like, come with me. Uh, you can just sleep on my couch and just find a job or whatever. Because if you, he's like, cause, I mean, he's like, you love doing stand up now, but imagine if you could do it like every single night. Right. And I was like, all right. And then so I put my two weeks in, and so did he. And then they offered me his job. So they offered me like a like a like six okay. figure job. Damn. To like do their social media stuff, and I had no clue what the fuck I was doing. They just knew that. I was good at something. They just didn't know why I was good at it. Right. Which is kind of, I feel like, how everyone thinks of me. Uh, That's not true. No, well, I mean, when it comes to, like, comedy now, where it's, like, whenever I go to audition and everything, everyone's like, all right, we, we know you did this thing, but, like, what, you know, it's very, like, they don't know, not they don't know where to fit me, but it's, like, when they're very surprised when I can do things. I feel, you know, I kind of feel the same way, yeah, actually. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like when I've, like, done stuff, people are like, whoa. whoa. Like, yeah. It's this weird... Yeah, like after after my first roast battle, Jay literally walked up to me and was like, "I didn't think you could do it." <laughs> I was like, "People oh. get surprised." Yeah. yeah, it's like it's one of those things of, uh, you know, you ne never underestimate the people in front of you. You yeah. have no idea what kind of joy they're going to bring into your life. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so I worked at that job, and then I moved to Los Angeles, and I worked at the counter, and then Starbucks. So I had a lot of service jobs. Wow, you worked at the yeah. counter. Yeah, yeah. That, but I also only worked at the counter because that was like my favorite place to eat. <laughs> So it was like, if I'm going to slave away <laughs> at a fucking job I don't like, I'm going to at least be able to enjoy the food that I get to eat for free. Oh, uh, fun fact. I promised, I know I texted you this, but I did promise Rivers Langley from the Goods from the Woods podcast uh, that we would stop at a Waffle House and give him our review of what oh, okay. a Perfect. Waffle House is like. Because I've Sweet. never been. Me so. neither, actually. Really? Yeah. Have you ever, I usually do Cracker Barrel when I come out here. I've, I've never, never been to a Cracker Barrel. Oh, wow. Oh, well, this is going to be a Waterburger, too, right? Yeah, there's gonna be a water burger. Yeah, we gotta. That's the first place we gotta hit. I haven't had one of those. Oh, dude, that's just a bomb. Oh, really? It's good. I mean, do it's, they do they let us wrap? I I feel like they might. <laughs> it might be illegal though, because you know. <laughs> just be like, can I have a lettuce yeah. wrap burger? Because I'll shit myself to yeah. death if I eat the yeah. bun. <laughs>
there was. I used to work with a cook when I was working at Petronga, and he said something to me because I I had really bad anxiety. Yeah. And I didn't know what it was. Okay. And then we started talking, and he really like helped me identify it. Oh, and wow. um, I remember I would tell him I was like I want to move to Los Angeles to stand up, and uh, I eventually did. But right before I moved, he said something to me that I always remember. He goes, "Just remember, man." He goes, "No matter where you go or what you do," he goes. He's like, no matter where you, how you change, he's like, that anxiety is always going to be with you. He's like, no matter, he's like, don't ever feel like you can run away with it. He's like, it's something you have to deal with. He's like, it's something you have to like, he's like, it's not going to ever go away. He's like, it's something that I've always had to just work on and deal with. He's like, so don't ever feel like you can just push it away because it'll make it worse. Interesting. Yeah. It was a very like spot. He was just like, you know, he's like, you won't like, you can never move away from it. And I was like, oh, okay. So like. There'll be times where, like, now, especially, like, now that I have a manager and, like, all these things, like, I'll catch myself, like, being bitter or, like, seeing someone get something or, like, be like, oh, what? And I'll get in my own feelings and I'll be like, no, it's because you're not ready or you're not good enough. Like, you just have to get better. Like, that's or, all that is. I mean, I, I wouldn't even say, I mean, obviously, we all want to strive for excellence. Oh, like, absolutely. That's, that's an important thing. But to give it, like, a more positive spin is, you know first off good for those people absolutely and, and secondly there is a seat at the table for everyone absolutely and that might not be my seat a hundred percent a hundred percent yeah and that's the thing i always have to remind myself that it's like moses said something to me when i got very upset at him once uh he goes uh don't get mad get better Oh, wow. And I was just like, and I wanted to get that tattooed on me. Because after he said that, I remember like, because I remember I was such an, I was so upset and angry when we were talking. And I remember he said that to me and it immediately, like, it was like a three, a hundred percent, 360, oh, a hundred percent 180. I was like, holy shit, <laughs> you're right. What was, uh, if you know, don't mind me asking, what were you talking about? I was just upset because, um, what was, um... Eric Marino got to go to uh, Montreal when it was roast battle for the first time, like yeah. just before the TV show. And I just remember being so upset and bitter that he got to go and I didn't because yeah. it was like, you know, I was like, dude, I'm here every day. Like I fucking set up and, you know, I, I, I know I know how this game is. Like, I know I know what roast battle is. Like, let me just offer my insight. And uh, he just Marino was at the time just better on paper. You know what I mean? He'd had yeah. previous stuff and, you know. You're, it was it was his seat, not mine. It would have been a huge gamble to yeah. take the kid that works the door and be like, you know, just trust this kid. You know what I mean? Like it's especially right. for the first one. So like I completely understood. Um, and then you know everything ended up working out in the end. But it was just like I just remember being so hurt by it. Yeah, there is a sense of like we're a very uh the roast battle community became at one point a very competitive family yeah if that makes any sense and it can be it's hard not to bring those family issues into it yeah you know where you're like <laughs> it gets back to like take a step back and be like wait a minute who really who really hurt you yeah 100 yeah, percent. but it's also like is this about my dad yeah What's yeah going on? <laughs> but it's also like taking the step back actually it's 100 percent about my family yeah. uh the relationship between uh, for that instance uh because i remember me and hannah were talking and she was just like well because i never had the nuclear family growing up yeah my parents were always working my mom was always kind of like crazy about stuff so it was like i never i kn i know i like there's this weird thing about me and relationships where it's like there's this weird part of me that's always got my one foot out where yeah. it's like at any point this person can just bounce and I'm totally fine with it. So it's like this 
weird thing in my head where I was like, oh, this, like, I know at any point this person could just leave. Like, it was just never, like, this, this, like, how do you put it? This, like, knowing of, like, oh, this is my friend. We're going to be good. Nothing's going to change. Like, I always catch myself being like, oh, does this person hate me? Or, like, oh, is, are we not really friends? Or, like, stuff like that. And that's all because yeah. my parents were just never fully around. Yeah. It was a lot of, like, focusing on myself. Yeah. I, I kind of, I go through the same thing, for sure. Yeah. I definitely go through the same thing, for sure. And for very similar reasons where it's, like, I, I recently had to ask myself, like, what is this need for people to like me? You know, what is that really about? And it's it's about, like, deep, old rejection. I'm like, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. And my, my sponsor just told me that she was, like, you're... Your goal in this lifetime, because her dad's like a Buddhist, mm -hmm. and she said, she goes, what my dad would tell you is that your goal in this lifetime is to understand and feel your worth as a human. Absolutely. And that takes away a lot of that behavior when you're like, oh, I, I know exactly what I'm worth and, and I'm okay. So it doesn't, I don't need you to like me. Yeah. You know, I, I just... You can like me. I recommend it. I'm dope. <laughs> yeah, I'm the shit, man. I don't, I don't know if you realize this, but I bring snacks on road trips. Uh, <laughs> these chocolate-covered peanuts? Yes, they are. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. Um, the, so that brings me... That's, that's super deep, amazing stuff. That, well, this is great. Um, what, the, that brings me to our first question here. How do you experience surrender in your lifetime? What do you do? Hey, what do you mean surrender? Like, you know, when something just isn't working or when maybe you're in that situation, because it sounds like you demonstrated an issue, like you demonstrated the ability to surrender in that situation where you were like, you know what, on paper, it isn't me. Okay. Like, what is that? What oh, is that process for you? That's uh, a lot of it is like you. <laughs> usually my, my process is I see it. Uh -huh. Immense anger. Uh, <laughs> immense anger. Uh, and then uh, uh, blame, and then self-realization, and then uh, I'm like, oh, okay, you know what? This isn't like I usually I catch myself. I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing, man? Like, why are you what? Why are you fucking tripping so hard? Yeah. Like, you should just be so happy you're not making coffee. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, you you right. used to make coffee. Like, you right. used to put chocolate and steam milk. And poor espresso shots. Not that that's a bad thing, but like, you gotta look at it. Like, you're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Like, don't fucking. Why are you so upset? Why do you feel like everyone just like owes you so much, Frank? Like, what is this chip on your shoulder? Why do you feel that way? Um, I don't know. I think a lot of it is it's this weird, not bitterness. It's this like. I just want my parents to get back together. No, I'm just uh, <laughs> uh, It's so funny. Uh, I don't know. You see, have you ever met Sam Hale? She no. does the Mickey show. Oh, yeah, I have met Sam. Her parents, her parents just, her, her, unfortunately, her mom just passed away, but she fucking tweeted this picture of two urns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents finally got back together. And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's such a <laughs> I was like, I'm way. so glad I know you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's this. Um, I don't know if it has to deal with me, like, I don't want to say it's me growing up in Eastside San Jose, but it's definitely this, like, this idea of, like, 
it's like, oh, you fucking are Mexican. You got to prove yourself. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of it has to do with like my family and my culture, which is like there's a like I'm probably the chillest in my whole family. Yeah. I think that's a lot of it. Your mom oh. seems sweet and intense. I guess oh, she's mad that. intense. She's yeah. the sweetest lady in the world, but she also <laughs> truly believes they're killing all of the Mexicans. Uh, like she's straight up like, yeah, she's gonna have. I'm I'm pretty sure she's got a bunker somewhere with a lot of guns. Wow. She's like my favorite though. That's so funny. Um. But, yeah, that's how I usually deal with it. I get upset, and then I look at myself and go, yo, is this really, like, are you really upset? Is this a legitimate reason for you to be upset? Or are you just making excuses for you not working hard enough? Yeah. That's usually what it is. Well, that actually, that's a beautiful thing. That's a sign of resilience. Because you're able to, like, go, okay, well, this isn't work. So I have to change it. Because we were, I mean, we were kind of... We we're kind of talking on the way over. There are some folks that do not do that. They just no. they like live in it forever and ever and ever, mm. and it's it's hard it's hard to watch. Yeah, you're like, oh, I want to like you, but whoo. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, what's been your most insane moment in your sort of your life journey stuff? Um, craziest moment. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like the craziest moment. I, you or know, maybe what? like your most insane moment with that anxiety stuff. Oh, the anxiety stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, you know, when it comes to like anxiety and stuff, it's usually over like small things. Like it's never like, oh my god, like I'm never gonna be famous or something like that. Like, I never like worry about shit like that. It's always like, oh no, did I remember to call this headliner on the lineup because someone canceled? That's like my that's what yeah. my like anxiety like will spiral out of control. Right. It's just small like clerical shit at work. But yeah. then like I think like the coolest moment I've had just in this whole like lifetime. Um Yeah, I I, I guess I this is a so it was probably in Hawaii uh, was when I first got to go, I paid for and took handed Hawaii because it was like I'd never been and I've always wanted to go. And I like that's what you did with that sweet, sweet rose battle. Moment. Yeah. Also, like I remember going, I remember as a kid, my parents went on a cruise and they were like, there's no kids allowed. And then I remember seeing pictures and there was hella kids allowed. And I just Yo. remember being like, fuck all of you guys. And that's why, like, I remember Yo. getting that chick check and just being like, I'm going to Hawaii for fucking a week <laughs> to make up for all, for that one moment. Oh. My parents were shitty. Oh, my God. I just had a similar, like, realization around travel. I kid you not. Because, <laughs> okay, because Stuart invited me to go with him to England and then book the trip for himself without me there. So he, like, uninvited me through his actions. So and I got funny. really upset. I was, and I was looking at him and I'm being like, I don't understand why I'm so fucking upset right now. I don't understand why this is so upsetting, but it's very upsetting. (laughs) And then I went back and it was like another one of those like, okay, who really hurt you? And it turns out my parents, my dad, especially when he was dying, did like a gang of traveling without me present. And then I found out about it at his funeral. (laughs) And I was like, fuck. Just all the trinkets (laughs) of all those places he went just on his fucking... (laughs) Yeah, just like, nope, we don't want to... We liked you. We like, we love you but we didn't like you enough to take you on a trip yeah you're like yo <laughs> yo dad went to egypt <laughs> pretty much i was like costa rica are you fucking kidding me <laughs> how dare 
the camel came to his wedding (laughs) (laughs) pretty much and it was uh god it was it was a lot of that exclusion stuff and um i can't wow i am i don't know if i would have been present and aware enough to to make that call if i had been in your position to be like you know what i'm gonna go on a trip i probably just would have slept in my house for three weeks that's so (laughs) but the, the 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 interesting thing that happened was so i was in line we're on our way to you know we're in line to get on the plane to hawaii we're in lax and i i turn around and the kid behind me is the kid that used to pick on me in high school it's him and his wife and uh they're going to hawaii on the same flight and everything and i'm sitting there and i'm looking at him i'm like holy shit right and we say hi you know shake i'm like hey yo this is blah blah and he's like hey what's up and um the last time i saw him I was driving to Los, I was getting ready to leave Los Angeles and I went to In-N-Out in Temecula by my house and he was there at the In-N-Out mopping the floor. And I remember being like, yo, is this the right decision? Am I making the right choice? And I remember seeing him mop the floor and I'm like, yeah, this is hella the right choice. Yeah. So it's like 10 years later and we're in the same fucking line in Hawaii and I'm like, all of a sudden this whole beautiful trip, all of it is kind of just to me just devalued for a second because i'm like this fucking guy's here like i worked so hard and all these crazy things had to happen for me to just be here and this fucking guy is here (laughs) you didn't want him i was going i was thinking like oh what a beautiful like point of forgiveness and like (laughs) no i'm like like, get the fuck out of my vacation (laughs) (laughs) and and then uh hannah kind of looks at me and she goes yo you notice everyone he's with is in in and out shirts and I'm like, yeah. And he goes, he's on a company trip with his coworkers. Aww. And I'm like, oh shit. She goes, still works at In and Out. Yeah, yeah. She goes, that's. I was like, she was like, he worked so hard to become like the district manager and did so well that they took the whole district to how uh, to, to Hawaii. And then I'm like, oh man, that's crazy. And she looks at me and goes, yeah, but he still has to hang out with his fucking coworkers. Yeah. And exactly. I was just like, oh, that's hilarious. But. That was like I that wasn't like that was kinda like a cool moment, but also like a weird moment for me where I was like, Ah <laughs> down to reality. Uh but it was also like funny because it was like Hannah me and Hannah were talking, she was like, did how did he pick on you in high school? And I the more I thought about it, I was like, Oh no, he was like he was probably way worse to other people. Yeah. Because I was only there for like a year. But I remember being in line with him and he was on the basketball team. And he would say the N-word all the time. Whoa. Like, just way too much. Like, just freely. And I remember one time he got checked by another basketball player who was black. And the reaction this guy had to getting checked was like, "What? but but we're on the basketball team together. Like, that was, a, that was like, that felt like his energy was like, but I put up 16 points last week. Oh. Like, I can't say it. Like, it was just so funny to me. Oh, and he it was didn't understand. Like, yeah. Yeah. God, it yeah. was just like it was so funny to me. Oh wow! That's not even like a best amazing moment. That was probably just the funniest moment to me. I like that though. I really like that because what that does is that kind of like simplifies that. Like, you know, at the end of the day, you guys just chose different paths, but you ended up at the same, same place. place. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that made me laugh was, uh, and I, I this is more uh, like best moments for me are like. Not sad story, but are embarrassing moments for me. Right. Because I think should be. Because also, no one wants to hear like the time I crushed. Everyone (laughs) wants to hear the time that I fucking like ate it in front of everybody. 
like uh, I got to host a Death Squad show, and it was the first show Seinfeld was popping in on, and coming back oh. to the improv. Oh my! So it was packed. Everyone knew Seinfeld was coming. Lady Gaga's in the front row. Uh, fucking her manager or her husband or her boyfriend, who's Seinfeld's manager's there. They have Booker for the improv. Adam E. get the Booker of the Comedy Store. And I'm about to go up, and they tell me, "Hey, you're just gonna bring up Seinfeld." So Seinfeld's waiting in the side. And it was one of those things where, like, I should have just did five minutes and then brought him back up. But they wanted me to do ten minutes. And it was just, like, it was, like, they could give a fuck less that I was there. It wasn't that I bombed. It just, I just didn't do good. It's, like, on occasion, just before Roast Battle, there is a pre-show, which has a lot of great stand-up. And when the crowd is, like ready for stand-up they're excited but when they're just like let's get these fucking mean joke contests going you assholes yeah you can feel it you're like oh god <laughs> yo i fucking and i could feel it and i like started like getting that quicksand where you're like ah oh, and then i just brought seinfeld up and it did and he did of course it great but then it was just like oh just walking past everybody like everyone knowing like you did not do good <laughs> yeah it was pretty great and then i met louie the night before the news came out. Did he show you his day? No, he didn't. But he had a great <laughs> set. And I took all the material from it. No, um, <laughs> he had a great set. It was very funny. And um, so he's, and I'm a big fan of Louis. I'm not going to, like, I'm Me not going to pretend like I'm not. Louis was, I, I listened to huge, all of his stuff. Huge influence He's of mine. He's a big influence yeah, of mine. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was kind of the, the double-edged sword. That's yeah. why I feel comfortable enough to make the joke, because I also do really adore him. Yeah, man. I, him. you know, it's, it's so fucked up. But yeah, I, I fucking loved him. Um, so he's, pops in the store, he's walking out the back, and I always wanted to talk to him about roast battle because I know he watches it because Todd Berry's a friend of his he also was there for the first season you know chilling watching and um, so I never wanted to just talk to him and bring it up because that's like mad corny as fuck and just just the worst like I hate those people so like I always just I wanted to wait until it came up naturally so he's walking out and he starts talking to Tony. He goes, hey, I recognize you. You're really funny. He goes, you were on, uh, I loved you on Roast Battle season one. And at that, there, everyone's talking about Roast Battle. You know, it's like yeah. four of my friends, it's him and Tony's talking about Roast Battle. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is my opportunity <laughs> to talk about Roast Battle. So I'm like, yo, I'm like, hey, I don't, I was like, I, you know, I'm a big fan of you. Uh, I was like, I don't know if you know, I actually won season two. <laughs> Uh, of War's Battle. Did he watch season two? He looks at me and he goes, Aw, thanks, man. And then turns around and leaves. <laughs> so he misheard me and probably thought I said, Yo, I'm a big fan of you. I loved your season two. You know oh. what I mean? Like he thought I was talking about his show. Oh. Tony's standing right there and like three other, like Red Band and two other of my friends are standing there. And it was one of those moments where they all heard exactly what I said. They all saw him misunderstand what I said. And no one corrected. Everyone just took a step back and watched me just Uh, soak in the terrible moment. uh, It is such an interaction pressure cooker. That is like, if you want to take social interactions and put them in an instant pot... 
that's the comedy store is the instant pot. Oh my god, <laughs> yo! You go where you take frozen meat and you make a full meal in twenty five minutes. Oh my god, dude! Tony could not stop laughing. Everyone just, everyone was just like, "Yo, that was amazing!" Like they just watched me drown. Oh god, it was so funny and uh, like the best moment for Tony, the worst moment for me, but it was hilarious. Oh my god, I have to tell you, I um to not like spoil spoil the bit but i did when i i told you earlier i met jennifer lopez recently yeah, yeah. and um you know how i'm a compulsive complimenter i'm like yeah. i like your shoes i like this i like that i was like in my brain i was like now is not the time to <laughs> do that fucking compliment thing this is j-lo and i turned to her and i was like you're an inspiration <laughs> and she looked at me like bitch i know <laughs> i was yeah. like ah <laughs> you're like i should have complimented her shoes <laughs> i should have complimented anything i couldn't stop i couldn't help myself in the one situation where i'm like just don't do that awkward thing that you do don't overlove this person she has enough love in her life and i was like you're an inspiration and after that my friend would walk up behind me at the casino and just be like, you're an inspiration. <laughs> like, like sometimes we just text that to each other for joy. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's amazing. Well, I also really loved season two. That was a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does Tony still bring it up? No, but no? it's just, it's just funny. Like I'll just look at him and I'll just be like, I'll shake my head and he'll know. <sighs> That's beautiful. Yeah, it's so funny. How do you make decisions in your life? Um, uh, tragically. No. Uh, 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 mostly, it's like, I gotta stop saying like, uh, I'll... <laughs> this uh, podcast brings out an interesting form of people's communication, because so normally funny. when you're on other shows, you're not being asked personal questions yeah, yeah, about yeah. how your brain works. yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you're like, I'm able to answer this. I'm polished. And then you start asking people about how their brains work. And they go, hmm. like, um, don't worry about it. I have a, I have a compression software. You'll be fine. Uh, I usually <laughs> just with my gut, man. Okay. Just, uh, if it's, if it's something that I know I'm not going to have fun with then I don't do it, but if it's something I genuinely know I'm going to have fun doing, then I'll do it. Okay. That was something that, uh, Hannah said to me about like writing jobs. Like I'll get packets and I'll fill them out, mm -hmm. and then Hannah will. So Hannah like sat me down. She goes, "Don't ever just take a job because you feel like you have to put food on the table or just because of money." She was like, "Just take a job because it's, it's something you want to do and you're happy about." She's like, "I don't ever want you to wake up just doing a job that you don't like because Aww. of us or me." And I was like, "Oh man, that's great. Wow, what we're going to be poor freedom. for a very long time." <laughs> uh, and then. Yeah, that's so. If I'm gonna have fun with it and it's just gonna be good, then yeah, I'll do it. Nice. Even if it's a little bit of work, because work's still fun if it's fun work. Yeah. But if it's something that I feel like I'm gonna be dragging my head across and just banging my head against the door, then it's like, oh, you know, there's no point in me trying for that. Yeah. But also, it's like there's this weird thing of like someone will get something and you're like, ah, oh, fuck the well, I should have had them. They're like, would you have really wanted that job? Would you have really wanted that job? Right. Right. Um, I mean, uh, it was very funny. I my roommate is friends with a writer on uh, Viacom's floor where the roast, the roast of uh, Bruce Willis is being written, mm -hmm. and she described it as aggressive bro energy. 
She said they brought a bunch of aggressive douche bro energy onto the floor. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's fair. That's the job. But yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> I just imagined all the open farting. And <laughs> I was huh. like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... I don't know. It's just another one of those things where it's like looking into other people's lane will only make me crazy. Yeah. I mean, not to say that I haven't done it or I don't do it. Everyone does. But I have to actively be like, nope, not your business. Yeah. Honestly, not your business. Who the fuck cares? And I'm the kind of sick person. I enjoy the project. I go into this like very Jackson Pollock writing state that I enjoy the project of a packet. Mm. Like I, I enjoy the process of writing the packet enough to where... If I don't get the thing, that's fine. Because I really enjoyed the practice of the packet. Uh, I've had, like, three packets I've turned in to where they've used, like, one of the bits. And I'm like, ah, I'm not good enough to get the job, but I'm good enough, sort of. Yeah. But it feels kind of cool because you're like, oh, okay, at least I'm getting close. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And if if you're listening to this and you don't know what a packet is, it's basically um, how... How Hollywood works is they send out uh, uh, basically a writing prompt for everyone to write on. And then the people they sent it to send it to five more people. And then everybody writes on it and submits it. And then they usually end up picking the same 25 people they had in line. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) That's kind of it. I mean, it's not. And I don't mean that to be better. I just mean that to be like, that's kind of the reality of the situation. It's like winning the lottery. It's like like 500 people going for one job. Exactly. You'd have to be some like Aquaria on season three uh, or season ten, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race shit, where you just come out there. That was a pretty fucking fucking spot on reference. Slay. Yeah. (laughs) Where it's like we don't know if this bitch can lip sync. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta win all the fucking challenges and uh, yeah. And then come out there and also be the best performer ever. (laughs) Team Eureka though. Um, So uh, fucking. What what would you say you've learned about yourself that's been the most surprising thing? Hmm. Uh, I have to catch myself uh, that I I need to enjoy things a lot more. That I'm always so thinking into the future and so worried about other stuff that I can't just see the roses sometimes. Yeah. And just fucking like take a second and be like, oh, yo, this is fun. Like, hey, man, yeah. this is fun. Yo, this is fun. Like, remember that. It is mad fun. Yeah. Uh, that was the thing that really kind of surprised me was that I was like, oh, all right. Like, also, what surprised me is how not confident I used to be. And now it's like, I feel like I'm a lot more confident. Yeah. Well, you have evidence of your, you have evidence of your greatness, which helps. Yeah. We all have like an intrinsic ability to be great, but it's nice to have some sort of evidence of that to yeah. like total up the wins at the end of the day. Like, oh, all these great things have happened and continue to happen, and there's no evidence that they'll stop happening. Someone said that to Moses, where they're like, "I don't like how." What they say? They go, uh, "They're like, I don't like how." They're like, "Frank's really changed," and Moses goes, "No, Frank's been the same. He's just a lot more vocal with what he says now." Like he's just a lot more confident in his opinion. And I was hmm. just like, oh, that's pretty. That's, that's pretty funny. That's pretty smart. I do remember kind of a quieter sort of version of you. Yeah. Yeah, a little quieter. A little. There's a lot more in my head. Yeah, I mean, aren't we all? Yeah, 
but I, I think I was so concerned about like this idea of like making it, mm-hmm. and that it's like now that I've, quote unquote, made it or whatever, just been on TV once. That you're like, oh, oh, yo, this isn't like, it's just another level of having to deal with even more bullshit. Yeah, it, it's it's a thing everybody wants, and then uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see our friends kind of go through the the season three process that haven't done it before. Yeah. Because it will, it'll be interesting when they wake up the next day and the thing is no longer a thing. Yeah. Because you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, and you can like, I'm so grateful because I get booked on more things. I get like, you know, I get to do more with my career and I got exactly what my career needs to get right now. Yeah. As I develop a little more off the radar than some, um, what the if anything's taught me from my past experiences to now is that, uh, don't, don't underestimate this old girl. Mm-hmm. Cause I fucking show out when I show out, yeah, you yeah. know? So like just kind of trusting that process of like working on what I need to work on yeah. to get to where I need to be and understand that, you know, there's no guarantee of the next thing, but it would be to be open to those opportunities. Yeah. Like right now I just want to be good at comedy. God damn it. Isn't that right? Like, that, man. I just want to be good at comedy. Fucking, I got, I'm so excited. I live for the new bit feeling. I yeah. live for that new, like, you know, when you fucking, you finally got that bit and you're like, oh, God damn it. Oh, it's what's good. new? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's like having a new pair of shoes. Yeah, just walk around in them. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. You want to wear them every day, like a kid who, like, wears his Jordans to bed. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like tell these jokes in my sleep. <laughs> exactly, it's 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 a beautiful feeling. Well, I'm certainly very proud of you because I know oh, that thank like you so much. And I and I welcome your confidence. That was like a big thing. That was actually something Keith told me right after we were done. He said, um, he said, you know, it's really interesting just watching you be so much more confident. Yeah, man, confidence is mad key. Do you still get scared? Oh, uh, every second, man. Really? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Nervous so, every second before, but that's just how I am. That's why, like, the, that's uh, that's why I smoke so much weed. It's because <laughs> like, before I go up on stage, I'm like, oh, yo, none, none of nothing you've ever said is funny, and you, this is this is it. This is where they all find out you're a fraud. Uh, and then it was just like I go up, and then I get a laugh, and I'm like, oh no, I'm fucking, I'm, I've been funny this since, I've been funny since forever. Like I'm funny. Yeah. Like, who, who, who is this weird voice that keeps telling me I'm not funny? I, that's an excellent question. That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. I'm supposed to write down like all the negative things that were said to me when I was really little that I repeat to myself to this day. Mm-hmm. And like I'm supposed to just write it down so when those things come up, I can be like, no, that's not me. Yeah, yeah that's a different voice. That's Hey, hold on. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of your mom. Get out of your dad. Get out of your grandma. No one needs you. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, but you're dead. You're not You're not welcome in this conversation right now. Yeah. The other thing that I've noticed about myself is, like, I get more scared when it's, like, like, the thing I'll see myself, like, when I get nervous, I'll resort to, like, the jokes I know work. Yeah. And I, it's very mechanical. And it's not as fun. It's not as fun. Yeah. And it's, they can tell, and I'm not being genuine. Whereas, like, if I'm just doing jokes I'm working on or stuff that I like I I newer like taking a chance on it then it's like that gets me nervous but I'm always like oh man if I, I double I second guess myself so when I do do something new and it hits it I'm like oh why didn't I do this sooner like I yeah. should just have just doing this new stuff well writing working get, on it getting out of that I remember when 
just after you won, I remember you writing this Instagram post about like, Hey, I'm still grinding. I'm still working. Cause that was so your identity as a mm-hmm. professional is this guy who does like 200 open mics. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating because it's like you, you now get to develop at shows where the jokes will develop much more clearly mm-hmm. as you, as you're in front of a real audience and mm-hmm. not in that, you know, not in the open mics where sometimes you, you might have something that only works for comedians or that maybe doesn't, um, doesn't get a laugh when it truly deserves it. Yeah. You know, and it's like kind of that internal. Now you have the opportunity to develop in front of like a real, a, a better testing ground. Mm-hmm. It's like the difference between working out at Planet Fitness and like LA Fitness or yeah, whatever. The UFC gym. Or yeah, Those or like Equinox or some shit. shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's, I mean, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think I get, I remember doing a, a friends and family spot right after we we wrapped and I I was um, getting a little nervous and then I remembered that moment before my first battle where I did this like yoga pose against the wall poor Evan must have thought I was possessed by the devil because I was like arching my back like a strange cat against the wall like deep breathing because I I was experiencing a level of nervousness and I was like trying not to fully disassociate by the yeah. time I walked out on stage <laughs> and I remember like and I, and I you know it's bad when you're like you're watching yourself walk on stage. You're like, ah, oh, fuck. When I, I should be over there. Yeah, when I battled you, I was watching myself. But when That's I battled so Evan, I was still inside. That's I was like, hey, where am I? Like, get, get bitch, get back in here. And you can tell because my my shoulders are all the way around my ears. Like I'm just like like total fight or flight. That's so fun. And um, and the uh, fucking. I, so I'm about to go on stage and I think to myself, oh, remember when you did that, like really the most terrifying thing you could possibly do in your career, like on television, calm down. Like I just yeah, told myself, yeah. I was like, you need to calm down. You have been through more anxious. Who are these people? These are people. Yeah, they want to be here. There's not a camera here. Fucking calm down, bitch. And I was like, I got on stage and I was like more, way more relaxed. Because yeah. I just, I take a touchstone to that moment where I'm like, oh, wait, no, this is yeah. fine. Yeah. Anytime I get nervous, I just, I just think about that moment right before the doors open. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like where it's just the wood panel. <laughs> we looked like we were in a fuck. we look like bulls getting ready to enter a fucking rodeo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. We look like, it, we look like we're staging at a rodeo. There's a guy in a headset just staring at you like yes. and thumbs up and then you're like, Alright, good. Yeah, and then this door opened and you were like, Oh, there's so much light you can't see. You're like, see. Oh shit, there's a fucking bunch of people. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And they were and they felt very close. Like very very close. You're like all oh, these people are very close to me right now. I don't know. It's just uh, it's an interesting thing. I don't think you have anything to be afraid of. Yeah. Because you've done you've done all the things, right? Yeah, I think I have. Yeah, yeah. this year I did uh, my first theaters. Oh, which fun. Were crazy. Nice. And that also made me realize I have to write so much more, and how yeah. clubs are just a lot. Eat like there's things you could do to not like cheat, but in the sense that it's like you can get the crowd to really be on your side and you can really like kind of be a little less you can get them to really like you and skate on okay material not okay material but like not fully thought out or fully polished in a theater no in the clubs in the clubs yeah whereas like theaters it's like yo they're 
the guy expecting. 200 feet behind you is, you know, like he yeah. wants jokes, you know? And yeah. so like when things would work, they'd crush and things didn't work. They just didn't work. And you're like, oh, that's just extra words that I don't need. So you adjust accordingly. But theaters, it was just a whole nother beast. It, it felt like being in the batting cages. Yeah. And you were swinging at the ball, but you can't see where the ball's getting shot at. Yeah. So you're just swinging and hoping it hits the fucking fence on the back. There is um, a... uh, There was a moment where I was um, on the road with Stuart and his roommate, and we all three had very effective sets in very different settings. So I did well at Comedy Oakland, where it's like a low-ceiling, rowdy, the drunkest people I had ever seen in my life situation. I did well there. And Luke did well in this, like, underground, like, very comedy club, looked like anywhere in New York kind of a setting. And Stuart fucking murdered in a theater. And I was like, because he has the, um, he has the ability to uh, match the rhythm of a space that large. Yeah. Which is something that we're not used to. We're used to a little more intimacy. And, like, he could just fill that space and that whole stage and all those old white people, the Throckmorton, just were, like, dying for him. It could have been that it was, like, all, like, old white people, but, like, they were they were in love. It was an amazing thing. It was an amazing thing to watch. What is your level of honesty in your life? Hmm. I'm pretty honest to my friends. To the point where it's, like... Uh, no, I'm also pretty honest with strangers, too. Like, there's been times where, like, I've had to talk to, like... Like, I'll just tell people, like, yo, this is exactly how I think of you, or this is where... Or this is what I think, like... Not you're doing wrong, but, like, this is what it is. And I don't mean this in any ill way. And, like, there's been times where people have been real upset at what I've said. And then afterwards been like, you know what, you were right. And I couldn't see it at the time. Um, but I'm usually pretty honest with people. I found out... Uh, what did you say, though? Like, was it like an honesty without, with without compassion is brutality situation? Not really. Where it was like, a, it was more of like, if you keep doing this, you're gonna be going. You're like this attitude and this 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 attitude and this uh, the way you're moving is an easy way to get stuck where you are. Oh, explain. I think I know what you're talking about. But like, I uh, want to hear more about it. Like uh, the best way to explain, it, like, like basically, like stripper syndrome in a sense like <laughs> the money's so good you can't leave oh okay like there's sometimes like when you work at the store it's sometimes so easy to be there because you're just making you know money yeah and and it just you, and get, you have you have contacts with like folks in the industry yeah. so it sort of feels like you're doing something but, but you're just very you know i mean Stuart felt it too he left and that was probably the smart you know and there's always a time limit on how long you got to stay there yeah because then you just become you know a fixture but it's easy to get super comfortable there because you can make money and then you, you know, you stop really going out and working and stuff, working on your, you know, you forget where you're there. Did you experience that at all? Uh, so, yeah, a little bit. And I try not to as much as I can where it's like, I'm a little bit blessed. I'm, I'm not gonna say a little bit. I am blessed to be that I go on the road at least twice a month or like once a month and I'm at least going on the road and stuff. So but it's like there's sometimes you're there for so long that you're just like 
you're like, oh, I haven't been at a mic in like three or four weeks. Like I haven't been, I haven't like I've done shows, but I haven't like really gone out and like I've just been chill. And then it's like, oh, I haven't been writing. I haven't like there was right. a few, there was a little bit I felt that where I was like, just wasn't writing and I was just doing the same exact material and just not growing. Right. Well, because the one benefit of mics is it will make you try new things because you see the same 25 people on your route. Yeah. So like in any given mic or any given night, you do multiple mics and you have to like kind of switch it up a little bit. Um, I've tried to become a lot more honest with my family. Um, Although there are certain things that I can't be honest with them about because it would hurt their feelings. Hmm. Especially the way the dynamic is now because it was like. And my stepmom's or my stepmom's family—they're a big part of taking care of me and my dad. But also, like, they all believed in me, but they all never really had high hopes for me in the sense that they didn't really think I was going to amount to anything. Yeah. So the fact that all this happened—it's really kind of flipped everything on their on its head. Yeah. Because like, it was pretty—it was tough growing up for me, because my dad was kind of a party animal and. I was living with my stepmom's family and there was a moment where they had my dad they had me they basically had me and my dad move out because he just wasn't allowed to live there anymore yeah and recently i found out me and my dad were talking i didn't know this but he had asked if i could stay there because my sister was staying there and um one of them said no and didn't tell the other person so i had to move with my dad and then i ended up moving with my cousin and my cousin was kind of the guy who would like he was a really good guy, but he, you know, drugs was just his weakness. So, like, I would end up being in, like, situations I probably shouldn't have been in. Yeah. And just bad spots. And, and then how I old had, were you? I was, like, 15, 16. Oh, that's not good. And then I ended up moving to Temecula with my mom. And then just, you know, that's where... It was, so, it was all, like, a good thing. But it was interesting to be back now, hanging out with all those people. And they don't know that I know that I know that that was the decision that was made. When it was like, oh, y'all could have made my life so much easier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not easier, but in the moment that I really needed you guys, you guys weren't there. Yeah. And then now that I have all this success and that I'm doing things, you guys are very Team Frank, but you guys were never Team Frank. Hmm. So it's like a weird thing of like, I, I've had to forgive them. And I, I do, and I love them so much because they've always been family to me. But it's just kind of like, it's got to be a weird thing from their perspective of like, oh, there's this kid that, you know, we kind of, you know, like shit didn't go too well. And it wasn't our fault, but we definitely didn't help. But now he's like successful. You know? And do you think they think about it like that? Maybe. I don't know. There's definitely times where they say things and it's kind of like weird, but in the back of my head, I'm like, yo, like you do realize like, like it's just one of those things like, yo, I know like you don't like, cause they're very religious and Christian. Yeah. And they talk about certain things politically. And then I'm like, like I, you're not people of, you know, like you're not, not that you're not people of God, but it's like, you don't like, that's not, I know that's not the way you think. Yeah. So it's just interesting to see. I, sometimes I feel like they feel guilty about it. Mm. Um, I think a lot of it is they can't believe it. Some yeah. of them are very, very proud of me. A lot of them are very proud of me. But it's just kind of like, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird thing. Yeah, I had, um, I totally hear that. And I relate to it so much. When, after my dad died, 
uh, I was basically to my family like, hey, just so you know, living here with my mom has not been great. Um, she is uh, definitely super dangerous and like very drunk all the time. <laughs> and like, and, uh, and I had a full-time job and I literally was like, I don't know if I can graduate high school under these circumstances. Like I need, I need to live somewhere else. As articulately as I could as like a 17 year old with that much going on emotionally and grief. And um, the answer was a resounding no. And I ended up going back and living with my mom, which is what um, uh, led me to like getting arrested and get, getting my GED and like a bunch of really tough stuff happened after that. And I carried that around or to some extent, I'm still, I'm still like present to those feelings where I'm like, ugh, like you could have just been like, like, I wasn't an adult. Like it took, it took me, it took me like doing the steps with my sponsor and her like taking a pen and crossing out some stuff I felt bad about and her writing, what age were you? And I was like, well, I would be like, oh, I was 15 or I was 17 or I was eight or I was, and she would just like write down and she would just go, I, she would cross it out physically and say, now I want you to write. I was a child and I was doing the best that I could. You were not in charge there should have been adults making better decisions to help you. Like that's their job. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's mad weird. Cause it's like, yeah. you know, like they all like, they'll like crack jokes about like me smoking pot and doing all these things. I'm like, yo, you're fucking, your whole family drinks dog. Like your whole family party's hard. Like, right. And it's, it's so hard not to be bitter and just to flip that and be like, yo, look at what, like look what your kids are doing and look at what I'm doing. Right. Like, don't. And sometimes they're like really weird towards my father. Like, they'll say things, and I'm like, "Yo, the fuck, back the fuck off." You know what I mean? Like, get the fuck out. Like, I, I talk shit for a living. I will make all of you feel terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and it's so hard to not to like, because I sometimes have to remind them. I'm like, "Yo, like, I like, I'll give you some shit for free, and you're not gonna like it." Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, you don't, yeah. I've I've literally said to people, you don't want to go down this road. Yeah, I'm like, hey man, <laughs> this thing that you're doing right now, like you don't like, want to. Like once we, <laughs> once I take the safety off this gun, it's yeah. off. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna keep, I, I'm gonna say some shit. And you're gonna hit me. Like it's gonna be bad. <laughs> it's gonna be a bad day. <laughs> but so let's not do this. <laughs> yeah, and it's um, you know, I love my family. I had a cousin call me and be like, uh, who wasn't even there at my set, come and call me and be like. Uh, you know, I saw some of your jokes and I think you're kind of being harsh on your mom. And I remember being like, what? And she was like, yeah, you're kind of being tough on your mom. And I was like, all right, cool. And I hung up. I called my mom. And I'm like, hey, are you offended at any of these jokes? She goes, no. And I was like, all right, next time you are, call me directly. Don't say anything to my cousins or whatever. And she goes, oh, okay. And she hangs up and I call my cousin. I'm like, hey, don't ever fucking do that. Like, don't ever call me and tell me about my jokes or whatever I was, she was like what uh, I don't she was like I was just trying to be a good cousin because I'm older I was like no fuck that I was like you've never called me and tried to help me with my life before I was like I was like the fact that you are calling me shows how much you don't respect it and how little you really care I was like because first the fact that you would call me and be like hey I think I know more about your job to change it is absolutely ridiculous. I was right. like, I'd never call you and be like, hey, you should do this because blah, 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 blah. And I was like, also, I'm not going to call you and be like, hey, you should drink less. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not a fucking asshole. And I yeah. was like, so don't ever do that. I was like, and secondly, like, if my, I was like, my mom's a grown ass woman. She'll call me and tell me she doesn't like the joke. 
And I was like, and secondly, it was fucking funny. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. She was like, well, I don't think you should be talking like that. I was like, bro, we've literally cracked jokes about Japanese people eating cats. Like, get the fuck out of my face with your bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, secondly, your husband's in the military, which I support and absolutely love. And that dude's killed people. Like, get the fuck out of my face. Like, wow. it's like, it's like the fact that like you would even call me is insane. And then she was like very taken aback. She was like, she was like, I don't like the tone you're taking. I was like, that. I was like, the only reason you don't like, I was like, I'm not yelling at you. I was like, the only reason you don't like the tone that I'm taking is because you've never seen me this serious about something. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, okay. And I was like, cause I love you to death. I was like, but don't, don't ever think you can come and, and yeah. tell me to do what, you know what I mean? And I was like, there's. Tell me what to do. Yeah. I was like, your whole life you've done crazy shit. I was like, I've never been that kid. I've never done anything crazy. Yeah. I'm not fucking like a crazy criminal. I've never been to jail. I was like, so just the fact that you called me and be like, I don't like this joke is fucking bananas. <laughs> yeah. And she was just like okay <laughs> like hung up and i was like all right cool that's fucking beautiful those boundaries though look at you yeah fucking, man i i oof. get real weird when people tell me shit they're like you shouldn't do that i'm like yo fucking where were you when i was sleeping on the fucking floor like get the fuck out of my face like unless you're like my dad who's invested money like my dad's probably my dad and my mom are the only two people who like when it comes to comedy and i'll talk to him about the stuff i do like my dad's opinion I hold super highly, mostly because he's been a comedy fan my whole life. Yeah. So, like, when I, I do this joke about my sister and her boyfriend who's got Down syndrome. Her boyfriend has Down syndrome? You've never heard this new joke yet? No. Uh, I do this joke about how, like, <laughs> it's really great. I talk about how, like, uh, you know, I went to Vegas. I got to see my sister graduate. It's a really big deal for us because she's got, uh, she has a disability. So, we never thought she was going to be able to graduate. And, um... I, the day I went, my mom pulls me aside and she goes, hey, your sister's got a boyfriend. And I felt terrible. Or no, and I got immediately defensive because I was yeah. like, this guy is obviously trying to take advantage of my sister who's got a disability. And she goes, no, it's fine. She met him in class. He's got Down syndrome. And I felt terrible because I was still going to have to beat this fucking kid up. <laughs> it's my sister. Oh, that's so uh, cute. And then, uh, and then I'm like, uh, no, uh, they've been dating for a while. She walks, he walks her to class all the time. And cute. he asked my mom for my number. And she gave it to him because he wants to talk to me because he really likes my sister Aww. and he respects me. Aww. So he and I was extremely nervous and he calls me and immediately he's like, hey, and I'm like, <laughs> hey, and he's like, yo, what's up? And I'm like, yo, what's up? And he's like, cool. And he hangs up and I'm like, I fucking love this kid. This is my favorite kid in the world. And he called me a week later. He's like, yo, what's up? I'm like, hey, what's up? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yo, you like pizza? I'm like, I love pizza. He's like, I fucking love pizza too. And he hangs up. We've been best friends ever since. Oh. And I hope this guy fucks my sister. I really oh. do. It's special. And like, he's just a party boy. And, well, he's he's just, party guy. Yeah. He, he also just can't control his voice, which is the funniest <laughs> thing to me. He's the sweetest guy. <laughs> and he's just mad lovable. Oh. But yeah, then that's the joke is that it's like such a like, it's such a like, because you don't know what I'm going to, and also like I'm talking about beating up a kid with Down syndrome, but you also yeah. can tell that I'm completely kidding because I this kid loves my sister. Oh. You know, so it's like. Oh, my heart. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> And that's what it does. The joke, like literally, it it's such a. Not a fine line, but you realize it's not a place of maliciousness. It's a place yeah. of like it's a it's a good story. It's a it, good it's a you feel good yeah. after that. Yeah. But the first time I did that joke, a lady wanted to fight me afterwards. 
because she didn't like the fact that I was talking about people with Down syndrome. But her husband thought it was really funny. Uh, and then I remember talking to my dad about it. And, you know, that's his daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's just like, nah, man. He's like, you got to keep doing it. It's still funny. You just got to find it. And I did eventually find it, but I just remember he was just very supportive of me finding the punchline to beating up my sister's boyfriend with Down syndrome. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh, that's see, love finds a way. Yeah. That's adorable. What um what what is your sister's disability? Uh, she was born premature, so she was born like two months early. It's so like a developmental so, delay. Yeah, a lot of developmental stuff. So her fun- lungs weren't fully developed. They told us she wasn't going to be able to, like, do any normal shit, like, you know, run, jump, or play sports. It was going to be a lot of, like, stuff. But um, it was uh, crazy, man. When she was, they had her on, like, the um, lung machine, like the ventilator machine, that would breathe for her. And they were pretty much, like, yo, two weeks tops. Like, she's not going to make it. And then, like, two weeks turned into three, three weeks turned into a month, month turned, and now she's, like, fucking 18. Wow. But I remember when she was, like, in the hospital, she was in an intensive care unit, and they would take all the other babies out, and she was still there. And it was just, like, a really, it was a tough, heartbreaking thing. And she had to have, like, two surgeries. And then I remember, like, after the two, three-month point, the doctor was just, like, he was, like, he was, like, I don't know, man. It was, like, she's fucking, she's a fighter. And then I remember... She was on the lung machine, and every once in a while, there'd just be this hard, like, and it sounded like the machine was breaking, and, like, we were like, is that bad? And the doctor was like, no, that's her breathing against the machine. Oh, It's like she's fighting the machine. That's so fun. Yeah. And then, yeah, so, like, she ended up, you know, she's fucking, she had a tracheotomy for, like, the first four years of her life, so she wasn't able to speak. She had to learn everything non-verbally. Whoa. So, like, we have videos of, like, us just video, like, teaching how to walk and stuff and, like, talking to her. And a lot of it's, like, her blinking and, like, like doing, like, hand moments. And, like, uh, she eventually got the tracheotomy removed and, like, had to have a bunch of scar tissue removed. So she can talk now. And, like, she's, she's like, 18, but she's, like, 13. Okay. So, like, when you text her, she, like, can text you and be like, yo, what's up? Like, I watched this episode. It was funny. Like, what's your favorite bands? Like, stuff like that. Yeah. And, like you can talk to her and stuff like hey how you doing she's like hey what's up you know what i mean she's like a pretty much like just a regular 13 year old but she's like 18 oh, okay. and uh yeah it's a fucking mad mar- miracle man she's crazy she's Aww. like funny as shit so a lot of like me just being funny was just uh, trying to make her laugh growing up Aww. so it was like uh like just making funny faces just making sounds and shit like just you know tickling her like it was just i would just do what i could to make her laugh and like that's kind of like one of the main reasons i was always just so funny so sweet. Yeah, I know. I'm about to make myself cry. But she's like my favorite, man. Um, also, like having a sister's disabled, especially in your Mexican family, like we were pretty fucked up. Like we used to call her Bean and Thumbelina. Like those were adorable <laughs> nicknames. But now that I'm older, I'm like, yo, we were literally making fun of her because she was small. Like, right. it's like that's such the Mexican thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> like. What's yeah. the thing? What's the thing about you that's different? Oh, we're gonna call you Weta. Yeah, that's yeah, what we're, we're just gonna, gonna call, call you, you that the whole time. <laughs> you know, it was just. Oh my man, gosh! She, yeah, she's great. But that's because that's how we normalize it. That's yeah. how we normalize it. It's a cultural thing. It's how I didn't realize how Latina I really was until um, when they brought us when they brought us out to mariachi music. That stuck in my mind hard. And so I I now have another podcast, the Brouhaha podcast, where we explore the experience of being Latina. Because I basically was like, I need to explore this. If this is the thing people see first, 
then I need to know what this is. It's also so funny because it's like this times we're like, no, fuck that. I'm mad Mexican. I'm mad Mexican. And then you'll go and you'll hang out with like a bunch of real Mexican people. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, man, I am way different. <laughs> I'm way in over my head. Well, but that's because Latinos have, especially in the United States, we have such like a wide spectrum of yeah. what we are and how we are. But there are some commonalities like we bust on each other hard. Yeah. Uh, we laugh super hard. We work super hard. Um, there's uh, definitely some like familial sort of like even if you weren't raised Catholic, there's still Catholicism somehow in your bones, you know, like all that, all that kind of crazy stuff, which is amazing. What is um, what is your uh, da, 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 where are you? The honesty. Okay. How do you experience fear and anxiety? You've talked a lot about anxiety. Oh, all the time. <laughs> but how like what how do you experience it? Like what brings it up? Like what what, brings what it do up? you do when you get it? Yeah. Uh, I now I've started to catch myself. So it's like I'll uh, I'll catch like I'll start ruminating. Yeah. Like it'll be something small, like just a thought, and then it'll just snowball, and then before I know it, I'm just like, yo, how am I gonna pay rent in ten years? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just like the most ridiculous shit. And there's time, like, a lot of it is just, thank God Hannah's got a master's in psychology. Because, like, I'll just, like, she'll see me and she'll be like, hey, stop it. What the fuck? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> stop. Just stop. You know? Or, she, or she'll, like, talk me through it and be like, all right, you're scared? Or you think this person doesn't like you? Why do you feel that way? And then I'll be like, because they, uh, you know what? I don't actually have a reason. Uh, oh, shit. You're right. Uh, like, a lot of it's that where I'm like, oh, God, I think it's, like, one thing. And then, like, she'll be like, all right, think about it a little bit more. Why? And then I'll be like, oh, because I have nothing to back that claim up. Yeah. It's just a thought that popped up in my head. And yeah. it just scared me. Yeah. I had a crazy thought. I had a crazy thought the other day. I took it to my therapist. And she just started laughing. And she went, oh, that's just your anxiety. We'll work on that. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, thought we were going to have like a big like dialogue about it. And she was like, no, no, no. That's just anxiety. Sometimes people just going to be like, yo, you just tripping. And then you're yeah. like, you know what? I am tripping. Holy shit. I, yo, I almost tripped so hard right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a thing. It's just a thing. It's so good to have people catch you. Maybe that's what they call it tripping. Yeah, because you need someone to catch you. Uh, uh, like, too much. Um, too sweet. Too. Um, I am this close to being an after-school special at all times. Like That's so funny. Like very, very close to yeah, it. Every the more time. you know. The more you know. Um, what is the thing that you like about yourself the least that you would like to change? Yo, if I could get rid of this thing where I just worry all the time and just be super present, that would be perfect. Have you ever tried like mindfulness stuff? What's that? Oh, okay. Um, so uh, it's a type of medi meditation that um, it's designed to put you into the present moment. There's like a hundred. Can I smoke it? No, oh. you gotta do. Yeah, you gotta actually like do a thing. Oh, you gotta like do oh. a thing. You gotta. I'm not saying you have to go to go to yoga with me four times a week, but like, but there's like. Um, uh, apps and stuff that you can put on your phone that just uh, bring there's an app you. For that. There's an app for that. Yeah, there's literally an app for mindfulness. There's about also a bunch of books and things, um, but there's uh, sort of like a practice of also just exercising. I was held together my first two years of comedy. I do need to exercise. I used to wrestle all the time oh. and like jujitsu, and that was like the best shape I've ever been in. And I could eat anything, and I felt like great about myself. Well, you're like in with Joe Rogan, fucking. Go and uh, roll. Just go. Just show gym. up to his house. And be like, hey, let's wrestle. 
I'm sure if you were like, I want to go fucking train, he would give you a recommendation. Yeah, I should talk to him. Yeah. I miss, I, the only reason why I don't do martial arts anymore is I, um, when my body exploded, my hip was fucked up, but my, I was held together emotionally. I discovered I was held together emotionally in stand up by like, um, external validation from codependent relationships and jogging obsessively, which I can't do anymore. So I can't like, before every roast battle, I'd run like three miles. Mm-hmm. So like, I can't do that anymore. My body won't take it. So now I have to like change. It's caused me to look at like, okay, well now I have to take a deeper approach to like what causes me fear and anxiety. And now I have to create more avenues for how to deal with that in a, maybe a little more, um, feeling like avoidance and more into like getting into my brain. Mm. But there's all sorts of, uh, there's all sorts of apps. There's one called breathe. It's free. And they have like like walking meditations where it just tells you to like focus on how your feet feel against the ground. Hmm. Nice. I'll check that out. Yeah. I usually do mushrooms every other week. No, that, I mean, <laughs> a lot of people do that. I wish I could do that. I honestly wish I could do that. I feel like I feel like everybody should have that like experience once in their life. Um, you brought up something like now I'm thinking of like something I could change is that it's uh, I have this crazy fear of failure. So sometimes it keeps me from doing certain work. Hmm. And then, uh, but yeah, that's about it. Like, I just worry that it's like, oh, I just, I'm going to, but it's just excuses to not do the work. Yeah. Cause the work is hard and it's vulnerable. Cause what if they don't like the work? Like it's something I did. It was, this came from inside of me. Ah, I'm sorry. I'm so, it's such a vulnerable podcast. If you want to know, like there is a lost, uh, episode of this with Jeremiah Watkins, where he basically was just like, why are you asking me these questions? I hate this. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause it's like, <laughs> Jeremiah is like such a closed person. <laughs> like he's a great genuine person, he's but the the, like sweetest he's the sweetest guy in the world. But if you he's were just like, like, yo, why do you think the way you think he'd be like, what? No, oh no, I can't. Oh literally his response that's so funny i thought i because i was like i was like alex why did you ask jeremiah to do this i don't think he wants to do it <laughs> like as we were recording i was like i don't think he wants to be here <laughs> why so, are we doing he's this? like i killed a kid in 72 and then just runs you're like holy shit <laughs> Jeremiah Watkins, 45? What? <laughs> um, okay, what is your uh, what is your experience of forgiveness? Uh, you know, it's... I, I forgive people pretty fucking easily. That's the crazy thing is, like, when I get upset, I get mad upset, and I'm just yeah. like, yo, fuck you, I'm going to bring your whole family down. And but if you come to me and you're like, yo, I, I've, I fucked up, and I'm sorry, I'd be like... I love people too much to be like, all right, you're good. You know what I mean? Like, it takes yeah. a lot for me to really, like, fucking, like, hate you. Yeah. But even then, after a while, it's like, once I see you, I'm just like, fuck, oh, God damn it. Like, I can't be mad at you. I'm the same way. I will oftentimes forget. Like, I'll just That's forget, so like, funny. how deeply somebody hurt me. And then I'll be like, they'll see me and they'll be, like, weird. And I'll be like, hey, man. And they, like, don't. Because it's like, I blew, I had that, like, big explosion of anger. And then it's over. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm done. <laughs> But uh, a lot of it's having a single mom. A lot of it has to do with having a single mom. Yeah. You're just like, oh, you've never had a single mom before? Oh, sorry. I, yeah, I do this thing once in a while. Where I just fucking scream at you. <laughs> a lot of screaming it's not at your, your mama? Fault. Or no, 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 no. It's a lot of her screaming at me for oh, no reason. Oh, got it, got it. Because she was a young mom. She was like 
fucking 19 when she had me, so she's like 23, shit's not going well. Oh, it's just yeah. a kid. You know what I mean? You're just going to scream at all him, all your problems and shit, and all your fears and anxiety, especially if you have anxiety and fears that are unchecked. You know? Yeah. Hmm. It was a long car ride to Modesto. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Salinas, but whatever. Oh my god It There's was Salinas of, and not Modesto Yeah not Modesto I feel like Salinas. Modesto is such a worse place oh, to absolutely. go If you're gonna be sad <laughs> Cause you're getting yelled at And then you get out of the car And you're like Fuck I'm in Modesto uh, I'm so surprised that you don't know where I grew up I grew up in Amador County Do you know where that is? Yeah it's like in between Like uh, Los Angeles and San San Jose? No, <laughs> no. Where is that? It's basically where you were if you just drove all the way inland until you were 20 minutes from snow. Oh, okay. So, like, it was on the other side of, like, Lodi. Oh, and, oh I know where that um, is. Yeah, it was very close. It was, like, 40 miles from Lodi. It was, it's fucking, I went up there for the San Sacramento Comedy Festival and my best friend picked me up. She was like, you want to go visit the hometown? I was like, yeah, we got there. On the way, I was like, dude. This is far. She was like, yeah, we lived in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. And we got out, and Stuart was like, why is there so much dirt here? <laughs> You're like, it's actually old crack cocaine. It's, <laughs> it's just meth. It's just, it's just the ground. Powdered was, meth. Yeah. Um, what is your, like, weirdest apology you've ever had to give? I've ever had to give? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, this is more funny than anything. I actually peed on Hannah once when she was sleeping, and uh, when she was sleeping, yeah, were I, you also sleeping? I, we were sleeping. We were spooning, and I uh, had a dream that I went to a baseball game, and it was the bottom of the eighth, and I had to pee really badly, so I ran to the restroom, and uh, there was no one there, so I was like, "Thank God!" I unzipped, and I'm trying to pee, and it, it's just not coming out. So I'm like pushing harder and it's not coming out. I'm pushing really hard. You had a boner in your sleeve. And I can't pee. And then finally it just happens and it's such an amazing release. And I just, I feel so warm all over. And then I wake up because I realize I've pissed myself. That was the thing. It was my body was not letting me pee. But in my head, I was like, no, this is the time to pee. And then my body was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, man, we should totally pee. We're at a baseball game. But my body's like, no, we're we're in bed. And then it was just like, nah, man, let that shit go. And then I just fucking pissed. And I literally, but since I was spooning her, it like soaked my pants. And then it like seeped onto her pants. So there's just like, like her butt is just damp. Any amount of pee, any amount of un- Unsolicited. Pee yeah, it was. A, it was a. Pee. It was enough to where like I got up and was like, "Fuck, I gotta, I gotta like do something because she's not awake." So I gotta like, and I didn't know. I was like, "I'm either gonna change her while she's sleeping, <laughs> or I gotta like change the sheets, or I gotta like put a bunch of towel, or I gotta like." Honestly, no. what I was gonna do was I was gonna have a cup of water in my hand, yeah, and then pretend to trip into the bed, and then just pour the water everywhere. Like it wasn't gonna smell like pee. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, this is exactly. Oh, you know what I mean? So, logic. so I'm standing over her, like trying to think all this through, and then she like wakes up because I'm just standing over her, and she goes, she kind of has this look of like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I look at her and I'm like, "All right, don't get mad." 
I peed on you. And then I just walked out of the room. And then she was like, what? And then she like looks, she was like, oh my God, you totally peed on me. <laughs> and that was uh, the weirdest apology I ever had to give. That, I think that's a, that's a solid weird apology. That's a, uh, holy shit. That's, I was like, I'm so sorry. That's so much pee. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was. Does she bring it up every once in a while? Well, that was like, the hey, second time I time? peed on her. The second time you peed <laughs> the on her. The first time I peed on her, I was really drunk. I think what we discovered is you need a diaper. I mean, <laughs> I used to have a bad wedding, a bad problem when I was a kid. Uh, but that, but it was mostly because I would have dreams that I was going to pee somewhere. Oh. It wasn't like I was scared or like I would just have dreams that I had to pee. And then I'd go pee. Oh. And then I'd wake up and be like, oh, God damn it. Not again. Like, oh. So that whole like reoccurring thing of like going to the restroom is bad. Oh, uh, one time I took a shit. On your girlfriend? No, I'm just kidding. No, I just didn't take a <laughs> shit. That'd be so funny. Everyone always hears about people peeing in this. Like, no one hears about someone taking a shit. <laughs> Actually, I did have diarrhea once, and I remember like lying in bed. Oh, okay, this is another story I could talk about. Uh, so my boss at the casino I worked at. <laughs> you shit on your boss. No, he was one of those bosses who was like, you want to come over and get stoned? I was like, yes. So we all went to his house, got fucking lit. I got so high. I we were at Buffalo Wild Wings before I ate thirty wings, went to his house, had like six pickles, and then I'm I got home. Shit just thinking about yeah, this. and I got home and I felt so sick that like I had to call out the night before. So that night I woke up in the middle of the night and I fucking puked and I had diarrhea. Wow. So it was one of those where like I shat and then I had to get up and immediately turn around and puke, oh. and then yeah, it was bad. And, like, I had to clean the wall because I got a little on the... It was bad. And then the next morning, I was so happy. I called out, and I was like, I'm so glad that that's all over. And I was sitting there, and I had to <laughs> fart. So I farted, and then it wasn't a fart. And it was just like... Not I was over. like, and this is... I was like, and of course, this is how, this is how it would happen. It's like a horror movie. Because I was like half... End. I was half sleeping and just remembering, like, oh, no, I'm just, that's just going to be a fart. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, nope. Now I have to go take a shower. Oh wow! That was bad. Oof, oof! I've told you a lot about me. This yeah, whole trip. this is really—we're getting into it. We're almost done. We're almost done. Where is um, not with the trip, but uh, we've got three and a half hours on the trip. Wouldn't yeah, yeah. it would be funny if I was like, "We're gonna do this the whole time"? <laughs> um, what is uh, what is your daily practice to keep Frank Castillo together in like one piece? Or are you still building that? I usually just, it's a lot of smoking weed. Oh, dear. Uh, and then doing sets. Uh, hanging out with Hannah's really, having her around's nice. Especially she doesn't, she doesn't work right now. She just finished school. Oh, good for her. Congratulations, Hannah. If you hear this, congratulations. I'm so, so proud of you. You're such a delight. I enjoy you every time I see you. So it's a lot incredible. of it is um, just hanging out with her. Uh I, I, what I need to do is I just need to sit down and just write something. Like, I feel I have it in me. I just haven't sat down and put it out. You ever fucks with the artist way? Yeah, you know, I have, uh, I have uh, The War of Art. Oh, okay. The Artist's Way, I've read The War of Art as well, and I, I like that one. The Artist's Way is like a 12-week program to, like, re-energize your... Um, your uh, creativity and it's designed by a lady who full disclosure is also a 12 step person. So she makes you like write every day. Like you wake up the first thing you do in the morning is write three pages 
and it's mostly just clearing the cache, but it's, um, it's a really good way to like jog your creativity and get it moving. But, um, what is your, um, what is your, uh, feelings on a higher power? Oh, um, I think there is a higher power. I just, my mom described me perfectly. She's like, he believes in like a higher power. He just is not down with organized religion. Okay. That's spiritual, That's not religious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like a white girl. Okay. Got it. Uh, no, I do believe in a God or just a higher power. I just don't believe in, um, you know, organized religion. I just don't believe in affecting other people you know in the sense it's like yo my beliefs means you can't do this it's like nah that's fucking right crazy right what is um what is something you would want to tell somebody just like you stop tripping stop tripping just have fun be in the moment work hard trust in yourself oh i love that well that's all 12 questions we did oh, really? it oh, all 12 sure. of them can you yeah. believe it no that, that was crazy yeah i feel Thank better you. Thank you so much for doing this. I know I was like, we're going to drive. And then I realized, oh, fuck, I got to record a podcast this week. So thank you for being such a trooper. Yeah, I mean, I'm really easy going with like doing shit. (laughs) You're always down to clown. I like that. You're like, you're you're like, let's do this. (laughs) So that's amazing. Where can people find you, Frank? Uh, Frank C. Comedy on Twitter. I don't tweet often. Uh, You can go to Frank C. on Instagram. And that's where I usually do a lot of my stuff. Oh, beautiful. I like to take pictures and make dumb videos and. Yeah, you do have a lot of pictures. Instagram with yeah. Hannah. I, I just got, I know this is kind of crazy and counterintuitive for our um, our careers, but I've been off the gram and like mostly off social media for yeah, about man. a month now, and I feel liberated. <laughs> Twitter's a crazy place, man. You say something, it's just like you can get eaten up alive. Well, I don't, I mean, I, I, I ain't got them Rogan followers, so I don't have my, many people to eat me up alive. That's I mostly hilarious. get kissed. <laughs> I mostly I, get love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think what we're going to do with this episode, cause I so adore it. Um, just a huge announcement. If you're listening to this and you are an unpops listener, uh, welcome to the 12 questions podcast. This is probably going to be our first episode on the unpops network. We are very, very happy to be here. And also, uh, I have a co-host named Alex Young. So when, uh, we go ahead and release more episodes, you're going to hear a third voice and, uh, how we close this every time is, uh, Frank, if nobody's told you this today, Hey man, I love you. Oh, I love you too. And uh, Alex, if you're listening and nobody's told you this today, I love you, man. And um, if you're listening to this today and and nobody's told you this, uh, we love you. Okay, bye. Oh, shit. You can find me at Anna V is Fun, Twitter and Instagram, all the things. Okay, love you, bye.